You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with the two founders of K2 Advisors Group, Michael Fox and Josh Hyman. Now, it is no secret that healthcare costs are pretty high. They are very high. And one simple procedure or one bad illness can send you into personal bankruptcy. Even with insurance, your out-of-pocket costs are a significant chunk of money. No wonder health insurance benefits are one of the top expenditures for any company too. So how does a business know it's giving employees the coverage they need without cutting corners or spending a fortune? That is where our next guest will come in. Michael and Josh have similar backgrounds as athletes and teachers, uh, but they came together over their work in the insurance business. They both thought, well, they both thought there's got to be a better way. And they launched K2 Advisors Group to help companies save money without cutting out important healthcare options. Now, this is going to be something I think a lot of people are going to be interested in. Personally, I'm interested in it. We can't wait to learn more. So thank you, Michael and Josh, for joining us on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Oh, thank you. That's a great introduction. You guys are, sound like healthcare experts already. Um, so, that is uh, not the case. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So tell us, uh, thank you guys for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, obviously health insurance can be super complex, especially for dummies like me. And uh, first off, like explain what you do as if you, you know, you were telling it to a fourth grader. Uh, okay. Um, is that even possible? <laughs> I, maybe, maybe fifth grade. All right, fifth grade. There we go. <laughs> middle school. Give us the middle school version. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. It, I mean, yes. It, the current model is. It's got its flaws. It, we're we're reaching a tipping point where things are basically going to go from bad to worse here pretty quick because it's it's just unsustainable. Uh, costs, you know, one, one medical event is away from bankruptcy. It's number one reason in the country people file for bankruptcy. Um, so we really try and focus on fixing what we consider to be the four most flawed areas within healthcare. Uh, we'll, we can get into more details, but just kind of overview of that. You're looking at just price transparency in general. Okay. How much does something cost? Like, how is that a, a crazy idea? You know, we wouldn't go to Walmart fill up our buggies and then wait for a bill six months later. All right. This that's unheard of. Um, then you look at prescription drugs and pharmacy and, and how prices increase basically 5% every six months. All right. And so people are now either delaying treatment or really not even taking their medicines at all, which are causing a whole nother realm of, of problems down the road. Medical bill errors. 80% of medical bills actually contain an error, right? We're human, but some of those could be intentional, unintentional, doesn't matter. Even a simple decimal point in the wrong spot can have a pretty huge consequence. So we look at that. And then lastly, on those more serious things, something like cancer, right? A cancer diagnosis, nobody ever wants to hear that, but the numbers tell us that two out of 10 are actually misdiagnosed. And then seven out of 10, those initial treatments, once you get the, the data in front of an actual board certified uh, specialist in that field, 
they'll then go and adjust those initial treatments. So imagine, you know, where you were to tell somebody you got to go spend a year now on chemo. That's a huge, not only financial, but emotional, all the things that come with it. And then you can actually switch out of that and, Hey, sorry, that was, that was the wrong idea. You know, here's a, here's something different. Um, so that's, that's where we really get involved. And when you do all that and you manage all that, the, the cost itself start to handle themselves and take care of itself because you're controlling what we always call the frequency and the severity of the claims. All right. Um, I, I can't help but think of a, of an old TV commercial, uh, guy sitting in a, in a dentist chair, his mouth wide open, you know, it's getting ready for some sort sort of procedure. And guy who looks like a dentist leans in is like, Ooh, that's the worst looking cavities I've ever seen. And he kind of looks at his assistant and is like, yeah, well, good luck with that. And, and the guy you know, in the chair is like, are you not going to fix this? And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm not a dentist. I'm just a dental monitor. <laughs> and, you know, we can all yell and scream, hey, we got all these problems, but what are you going to do to actually fix them? And so that's, that's what we kind of pride ourselves in being that kind of pivotal piece to put vendors together with companies to control all that we just outlined. Uh, Josh, I, I love having Josh. He's like a walking encyclopedia when it comes to this uh, side of the business. So I'll let him ramble on for a few minutes. That's just his nice way of calling me a nerd, right? So <laughs> we've just, I'm the office nerd. So uh, yeah, it, it that's hitting the nail on the head. And the reason that we're so passionate about it is because it, these aren't things that are going to impact folks on Medicare or Medicaid or the uninsured because most time hospitals aren't making much money on those folks. It's the vast majority of employees who get their health insurance from their company and the company is footing the bill. So anything that happens within the health insurance space and healthcare space is subsidized by employers and employees, which is why to your point, it's the second or third largest item usually on their profit and loss statement. So it's a huge investment, so-called investment that they're making in healthcare when really they're just gambling to see how bad are the claims going to be and how bad's our renewal increase that we have to either make our benefits worse or pass the increase off to our employees and make them pay more each month. So are you guys and your firm with, with uh, K2 Advisors Group, are you mainly working with, with businesses or are you going directly to consumers? We are working specifically with businesses that offer their employee-sponsored health insurance. Um, it's usually in the 25 employee to 2,500 uh, employee space because uh, a lot of times there's some options that the largest insurance companies and, and largest employers in the country have used to, to basically aggregate buying power that the small and mid-sized markets haven't had access to. And so we're one of the select group of folks who can bring those solutions downstream and so we're trying to make this shift um, with that smaller and mid-sized market one company at a time. So we get employed as consultants first. So uh, in our world, there are insurance brokers, just like there's real or uh, uh, your, your stock brokers, right, who are selling these commodities. And, and you think you're investing or, or risking your money to do this. Um, and it's basically we're going to show you four different options pick your best worst option and let's go with that for a couple of years. Um, and so we started this firm to come in as consultants, see what you're doing, see if there's any creative solutions and not necessarily have to disrupt 
that personal relationship, right? You're getting financial advice from your stockbroker. You're probably going to stick with them for a long time if they've done well for you. Um, but if you could have some extra set of eyes who's been in it and done really good things, why wouldn't you? Especially if it doesn't mean you have to disrupt that relationship. Sure. And, you know, as a business owner, you know, of course, I think, I think we all like want to provide the, the benefits and, and insurance being one of them. Yep. But, and it's my understanding until you get, and you just mentioned your, your 25 person company until you get to that level of, of teammates or employees. Um, I find it very difficult to, to get into any sort of program, uh, anywhere less than 15 employees that makes sense for, for the team and for the business owner. Um, so it's a, it's a yep. real challenge, I think. And I'd, I'd love to hear more of your opinion around that and kind of what's available for say a seven person team or, you know, a smaller company than 25 employees. Yeah. So that's a, I mean, I was, ahead, I was just going to say we've, we've done it with groups, two, three, uh, employees create some creative strategies. Got it. Um, it's, it's just what, what kind of where the company wants to go. I got a question. So small to your point. It, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say real quick, the, the problem has been in that space. A lot of times it's not a high, um, revenue earning group for brokers a lot of times. So the easiest thing to do is to spreadsheet for carriers and say, here are your options. Um, so what we've done is we'll build those custom health plans down to, to Michael's point, two and three people. Um, we've got a couple groups who really like the idea of concierge medicine, um, and offering that to their employees. And you can do it for the same or lower price than going out and buying a blue cross or United or whatever health plan where you're telling people, Hey, we've got the richest benefits probably in our County and we're a five life employee group. Would that be something like a supplemental, like an AFLAC, or is that a full-blown health insurance plan? No, it's a full-blown health insurance plan that's got all the bells and whistles baked into it. Got it. So I love that you guys have created this, and 47.3% of, of our country's workers work for small business. And you, you hear a lot of things from a political standpoint about health care costs and prescription drug costs and, oh, we're going to create universal health care. And we don't need to get into all of that. But I think the reality of it is if you have somebody that is employed by a small business, which employs over or close to 50% of this country, why are health care companies and why are these types of health care benefits so difficult for small businesses and and is that why you guys have created this business because to me if you look at a small business that cannot afford to put out health care you go and look at what that individual health care costs for that individual it's it's more than your mortgage right you know you i love seeing commercials it's like i got my health insurance for zero dollars i'm like damn <laughs> wouldn't that be nice right but that's not really the case for a lot of people and, and tell us a little bit about how you guys really work with those small businesses to give them that opportunity. Because like you mentioned, it's not going to get better before it gets worse. And as, as we continue to grow as a business, things are getting way out of hand to the point where you have to almost decide, do I pay my mortgage or do I pay my health insurance? And that's something no family should have to decide between. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into the weeds just a little bit of the uh, the reason that we're seeing small businesses kind of take the hit is because, and it's, it, again, not a, from a political standpoint, but the Affordable Care Act did two things that really impacted the, the, the premium increases. The first is there was no 
lifetime maximum that an insurance company could cap how much they'd pay for a certain person. So if you have 20 years worth of cancer treatment, they can't just say at some point we're going to stop paying for that. It also removed the pre-existing condition. So if you have a condition, they can't price you higher than anybody else who doesn't have a condition on that health insurance plan. And they did it specifically in small employers 50 and below. So what happens is you've got these rates that are based on age and they price it to a standpoint of assuming everyone's about to have a heart attack. And when you also, the second thing it did is tied how much profit a carrier can make to how much as a percentage of how much premium was paid as claims. So they have to collect a certain amount of premium and pay 85% of that towards claims. So the only way for their profit, that 15% to go up, is if premiums go up. Well, premiums have to go up at the same rate that claims go up. Well, if you have the same amount of claims each year, the only way for the claims to go up is if the costs from the hospital go up. So if the hospital costs go up, the hospitals make more money. If the insurance companies claim costs go up, they can raise the premiums, which means their profits go up. So everyone besides the end user benefits when charges go up. And that's the main focus of why the Affordable Care Act created this monstrosity for small employers that says if you're from two employees to 50, you've got an age banded rate that is going to go up 10% every year. That's the nature of health insurance for those type employer groups. So to answer your question of how do we fix that, we work with carriers and independent vendors that will look at a group's whole health score, basically think of it like a credit score, right? If you've got an 800 credit score, you can go out and get any loan and buy any house you want to, and you're going to have a low interest rate. If you got a 400 credit score, you're going to be renting your entire life, right? So it's the same concept as right now, everybody in the small group space is getting scored as a 400 we want to paint the picture that maybe there are six, seven or 800 and let's price it accordingly. And by doing some of the things that we uh, bolt on, whether it's prescription management or uh, better imaging contracts or whatever the case may be, we can help paint that picture better. And so we get better rates from it. That was really well explained. I think, yeah. I mean, cause yeah, I, for sure. and that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, you know, with, with yeah. us, and with my family in general, like we don't take a lot of medicine. Like it's just not really like things yep. that we want to do. Like we consider ourselves to be pretty healthy. We try to eat right, try not to drink too much, you know, you do the right things. But the reality of it is, <laughs> yeah. is we have to have health insurance because yep. when you don't, that's when something bad happens. Right. And, and, and so you have to be prepared for that. But then you look at the cost of it and you're like, damn, like that's a lot of money for, you know, two 36 year olds and a three year old and one year old, you know? So that's really interesting how you guys have put that together. Now, I'll, I want to get out of the weeds a little bit and get back to kind of both of you and kind of your your backgrounds and, and where you 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 got to where you are. Um, both of you guys were teachers, which is awesome. Uh, both of you came from sports, I believe. Josh, you played baseball uh, at Wofford. And Michael, I don't know if you played a sport at Furman or not. Did you? Did you play a sport at Furman? Yes. What'd yeah. you What'd you play? We're both baseball guys. Baseball guys, cool. Well, Southern Conference. I played uh, college soccer at Georgia Southern. So, boom, we were all <laughs> so we're nice. all we're all together. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about you know kind of your journeys, and you guys can 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 each take a, a swing at this. But I'd love to kind of hear about your progression to where you are now. I love hearing about how you started and and where you got to where you are. Yeah, sure. Um, 
I mean, I'm I'm the old man in the room. Um, I've got two two teenage daughters, so I'm I'm experiencing a whole nother side of things right now. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, you. my wife was a teacher as well. My wife was a teacher, and so two teacher salaries. You know, things happen through the years, and it it didn't matter. We always found ourselves on some sort of payment plan. Right. You got a limited budget already and all our extra money is now going out the month every month to pay doctor's bills. Um, and, and we had healthy kids. Right. But it just things happen and stuff happens. And now now you got to figure out how to pay for it. And so through years of that, basically, um, you know, it's just like this is insane. So fortunate enough to have some good connections to people that have been in the industry for even longer than I've been. Um, and I said, Hey, you know, here's some opportunities. And then kind of one thing led to another. And that's, that's how I kind of got into it. We roped him in. We said, Hey, we need somebody who's not scared to pick up the phone. That's what happened. So, <laughs> the cold um, call King. And Josh. You, <laughs> yep. There you go. No, that's, that's Michael Fox, Michael. right? Oh, Michael. I'm sorry. Michael Fox. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, yeah, as soon as you Michael call and say, Fox show up on the call, right? Exactly. As soon as you yeah. say that, man. <laughs> oh, sh- Michael's calling me. That's awesome. You bust through some some doors there, man. Well, yeah, Josh, tell us a little yeah, bit about exactly. your story. You have a story of, of having to go through an experience where you had to pay off, um, you know, a procedure that took you over three years. Tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, so it's very similar to Michael. I was just a little bit smarter, smarter, and got out of teaching and coaching after my <laughs> second year. So I realized I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. Uh, started working with a nonprofit um, that helped kids with autism and uh, young adults on the autism spectrum figure out job placement and that kind of stuff. And um, so I went from teaching and coaching to a nonprofit. So neither of those was salary uh, flush for me. So um, during that, again, former athletes, I was working out, kind of doing that standard thing all of a sudden popped a hernia one day working out did the normal channels of going to urgent care and then they sent me to a specialist who then sent me to surgery so 30 minutes later um i'm out i'm doing great but six weeks later i get a bill that i was on a high deductible hsa qualified plan that i was not funding because i didn't have any extra money to put on it it was cheap for the company to offer to everybody it was free for me so i was like yeah that's perfect until i actually needed it so i had well over $6,000 worth of medical bills. I did not have that laying in the bank. So it took me three years to pay off a 30 minute surgery. Right. So that was kind of my eye opening thing. And through that, I had to start finding side gigs to pay it off. So I was doing some branded merchandise sales, walked up the stairs of these guys and said, Hey, I've got some Christmas ideas for your client. And two weeks later, like, Hey, you need to come work for us. And so luckily, um, <laughs> Two of our other partners are uh, kind of have been messing with the status quo for quite some time. And uh, they've been forward thinking and we've just kind of took that and run with it, which has been fun. So bottom line, brand and merchandise works. Dude, <laughs> that's so, what we do. Yeah, yeah, I'll plug you. Yeah, yeah. That's our uh, That's hilarious. That's our that's our real job. Yeah. Outside <laughs> outside the podcast. We we yeah, do yeah. have fun with the podcast. That's uh, awesome, that's man. Yeah. Uh well if insurance doesn't work out, yeah, we, just give us a buzz come on and back. maybe we can we get back you, in man. get you yeah. back into that, that fun world of, of merchandise. <laughs> that's great. Um that's awesome. Yeah, man. I had Thank all the uh, I had all the connections. It was just all my former coaching buddies, right? They all needed t shirts and stuff for their teams and Always. so 
it's you got to find your niche. That's right, and it's another. It's a it's a fun business, man. We we get to have conversations yep. with all kinds of, of folks like like you guys and and whatnot. So. Um, we, we have fun with it and everyone gets, uh, excited about swag, you know, uh, even we, I've been in this business for 21 years and I still get excited to see our logo on, on an item, you know? Um, and that, this, this is sort of going a little backwards. Um, but I'm really interested in the name K2 advisors. Um, do either of you know the story behind that? And can you speak on it a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so we're all familiar with Mount Everest being the tallest mountain. So K2 is actually the second tallest mountain, but it's considered the most technical to climb. Um, and so the thought here is you need a good strategy. You need good teammates. You got to have the right plan to be successful, to reach the top. And so that we're taking that same concept, you know, partnering with the right vendors, partnering with employers, all of the above to reach the summit of healthcare. Love it. Yeah, that is cool. I, so you guys are, um, it's interesting because you guys both work for another broker. Is that right? So we, we have, have four a separate, partners here. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, okay. So, and that, and that's a little bit different from K2. Is that correct? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. To explain that real quick to me and, and how that kind of works out. Um. Yeah, sure. It, we've got another side of the house called Southern Benefit Systems, and that's our true traditional broker side. And so most times, not always, but most times uh, the groups that we interact with from the consulting standpoint, they say, look, we love what you've done. We love your creativity. We want you to just actually manage everything on a day to day basis. So then we move them over to the Southern Benefit side. For those that want to just keep us in a purely consulting role, we can keep it separate. We stay over here in, in the K2 world. Love it. Very well well put. How do you, so if we have a lot of business owners, a lot of people that will be listening to this podcast. You know, when you talk about the companies that you're working with, is this something that is, is local, is regional, is across the country? Who are people that are listening to this podcast that need to pick up the phone, need to reach out to both of you and learn more about how you can support their business and ultimately the people in their business? Yeah, so we are uh, can work with any company nationally, so there's no regional boundaries. Um, our focus has mostly been on the southeast, so north or north and south Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Virginia a little bit, um, just from a, a regional standpoint. Uh, but if and again, if somebody likes having that local presence, we've got a national network of like-minded advisors that we partner with. So we can have the first conversation and then put them in the right next uh, room with the people who are going to be locally for them. Very cool. How, um... I'll brag on Josh. I'll brag on Josh real quick. So, yes, he is somewhat of a nerd. But um, <laughs> we recently were out in California among a group of those like-minded advisors where he was basically awarded the, the most creative advisor for the year, um, sat oh, on yeah. a panel of, of experts, you know, so ev- people, advisors are asking him questions, you know, what, what do you think about this? So, um, we're proud of Josh. Yeah, awesome. I, I love that. And we and, and I mentioned you. another name, which I'm not going to mention right now, but I'm going to introduce you guys to him. And what we learned on that podcast, the podcast as well is, is everything isn't 
just this is the answer and it's the only answer, right? What I've kind of learned in in healthcare and the ways that you can really help people, it's it's taking a lot of information and combining that customized program, learning the needs that they truly have as a business or as an individual and really creating that. It's like working with an artist and telling them what you want a painting to look like. You're starting with a canvas. Not everything is already going to be like, well, I want that painting A, and that's going to work for every single person in your business. So you guys have created this customized, creative, just unique type of approach to that. And I think that's the direction of healthcare, right? Like what I want as a 36 year old with two kids is a plan that works for me, right? I don't want a plan that works for uh, this 25% of this, this, you'll just fall in that bucket, right? Well, I don't want to be in that bucket. Like, like this country right now, all we're choosing between is two buckets and everything in life. It's like, you're that bucket or you're that bucket. There's nothing else in between. And it's the same kind of thing with healthcare. So I'm fascinated to see, you know, where you guys go from here and tell me a little bit about that journey. Like this seems like something you're very passionate about, but it also seems like something that is, is just getting kicked off. Even if you have like a long history, like where are you guys going to take this and where is the future of K2 because ultimately you're helping people. And I think that's something that can be scaled over and over and over again. That's, that's a perfect segue to actually, you couldn't have teed it up better. So we're actually starting this initiative that launches uh, Labor Day because uh, it's for the people, right? And so Labor Day, it's a challenge to ourselves. We're calling it the climb. And can we show companies a million dollars worth of free capital and for their employees, a million dollars worth of reduced medical costs? And so we're going to chart it out throughout the year. And honestly, I hope we're wrong. I hope we have $3 million worth of free capital and, you know, $3 million worth of savings. But that's, that's our goal over the next year is to work with groups and show them exactly that this is possible. You don't have to wait for legislation. You don't have to wait for this or that. It's happening now. It's happening with the big companies because they've got the buying power. We're bringing it down, smaller, mid-sized markets. So those are the companies, all right? Companies in, you know, a thousand or less. If you're listening, you know, this is for you. We're, we're showing you what's possible. It takes 15, 20 minutes for initial call. As Josh mentioned earlier, we're going to guarantee our results or any sort of consulting fee we get, we don't hit it, we refund refund it back. Wow. Yeah. I, That's really cool. That is awesome. And you guys yeah. should go on their website, k2advisorsgroup.com. You can see right now, current client case study, 123 employees, 23.5% first year reduction in spend, $2,544 per employee per year savings, and has saved that business over $611,000. Numbers speak for themselves. And if you're a business owner, you need to be able to have this conversation. You need to call them and just see what they can do. It's not going to hurt your business. And ultimately, if you can provide savings to your employees, this is another additive to make your place more appealing to work at, make your, your employees more happy to be there. And ultimately, it's like giving everybody a raise. I mean, to be honest, it's like, hey, check this out. Just saved you a bunch of money in healthcare. And I think that's really, really cool. So I'm excited to watch you guys continue to grow. I mean, I think this is fascinating. And it's even cooler that you got two athletes that become teachers and now you're doing this. You know what? Whoever said jocks are dumb. You know what I mean? Get all get off us. <laughs> what is, what are you guys I'm really interested. Obviously, we're we're all tired of, of COVID and the pandemic, but at the same time, that's healthcare. Uh what 
What are you seeing in in your world, and what are the conversations like just in and around the pandemic uh, as it appeal or associates with with insurance and healthcare insurance? Yeah, let me. I'm gonna jump in on uh, one a overarching view that we're seeing, but then two a much more granular for what what's possible and what the difference of a custom plan versus kind of the status quo. So um, telehealth has become the buzzword, telemedicine, so teledoc, all of those type features. Now the carriers had those built in already. Um, most of them had co-pays that were associated with. So even if you pick up the phone and call a doctor, you pay 15 bucks. Um, but you didn't necessarily have the, the team of physicians that you were used to. So you're calling a doctor who was random and telling them your symptoms and hoping you spelled it out well enough for him to be able to tell or him or her to be able to say you have COVID or you don't, right? And then you'd go to a testing center where you were in line for hours to get your nose swab, which was never fun, and waited two days until they created the rapid. So it was just, it, it highlighted some of the issues that people were seeing when it came to primary care, which is your doctor that you've been going to see for 20 years, mm -hmm. right? So on the flip side, and, and I got to experience this firsthand, it kind of touched on it earlier with that concierge medicine. You've got, um, we had a, a primary care doc that we've been going to for three years and tried to get in to get a COVID test. And it was like a day and a half before you could even get swabbed. We started as of January 1st, a, a partnership, a membership with what's called a direct primary care doctor's office, which basically you pay a membership fee and you get access same day or next day guaranteed. Um, and my wife, thought she was exposed to COVID. So we had to go get her tested and she pulls up to the parking lot and there's one other car there and they walk out say, Hey, how you doing? Sorry. You feel so bad. We'll swab you real quick. We'll have your results probably in 20 minutes. Um, no line, no fuss. And we didn't pay anything right now. COVID's weird because nobody's really trying to pay anything anyway, but um, that's the type of impact we're putting on, on groups who implement some of our strategies. Right. So I was firsthand got to experience that. So, overarching, I would say that the big picture is the pandemic has showed the flaws of primary care in the way that our system has built it because primary care doctors just want to practice medicine. They don't want to run businesses. Mm -hmm. So they let, they, they sell to the hospital systems who then tell them you are now our new sales reps. I need you to feed MRI, CT scans, PET scans, x-rays, everything to the hospital so we can create revenue out of it. And that, that becomes a, a terrible relationship structure from a doctor's perspective well yeah that's that's the hospital in mind and not actually the client the patient right like it it's like and and not to you know demote somebody or whatever but like the the used car salesman effect right like it's like you go in and you need one thing and you come out and you've bought 10 other things because they just keep yeah. pushing different products on you you know it's like man that that's that's not even solving my problem but i'm the one paying for it you know, and, and yep. so that's what you're seeing is going into more and more of a concierge approach. Um, that's our structure. Yeah, yeah. because uh, the, unfortunately, when we when you go into the normal doctor's office setting, it's hard to find a parking spot these days. I mean, it, it, that's kind of our our feeling of it. Um, so, again, that that to me was the biggest takeaway was Teladoc was here to stay but there's a better version if you're using this concierge medicine because you're going to know who you're calling. Uh, and then it, obviously that, that concierge level of doctor service is really cool too, because it takes insurance out of the game. It's just, you've got a relationship with that doctor because you're 
part of a membership fee. But the cool part is we're building plans for companies that have that built in. So it's not an actual added cost. You're able to offer this to your employees for free, basically. How does that, like you mentioned this previously about how you got to experience it. How does that help? And you might've explained this, so I apologize, but how does that help specifically the end user and their experience dealing with the insurance side of things? And so I'll, I'll give you an example. Our one-year-old had a lot of health issues, was, was in an ambulance in the ER or in the, was admitted to the hospital for multiple days when he was two months old really expensive, right? Really, really expensive. It has been a battle. That, that was a year ago, right? We're still going through line after line and so many duplications and so many things that we were charged for that was never even given to him. And me and my wife are now having to be healthcare experts to try to figure out what we really have to pay for. And unfortunately, like you don't really get a lot of support from the insurance side of it. It's kind of like, well, I mean, it's literally like calling the worst 1-800 number, waiting online or waiting on, on the phone for an hour and a half for them yep. to be like, well, we're going to have to look at your records and get back to you. And I'm like wanting to jump through the phone and punch somebody. You know, I mean, it's just a stressful situation when you're already in a stressful situation with your young child that's going through this. The last thing you want to deal with or is... Like literally like, no, 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 we don't need another water uh, nurse. I don't want to be charged $27 for that. I mean, it's crazy that that's what you're thinking about when you really should only be thinking about your son and the, and the, and the, the issues that are, are going at hand. So does this also kind of create a much better end user experience as well to, to help them as well? I guess, is that my question? How does it help me? <laughs> I think that's what we all want to yeah, know when true. we're paying for something. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so one of the th- – this is the heart behind why we started K2 is, is healthcare and health insurance is a, a cluster, right? I mean, it's terrible. So one of the things we found is we've actually – we have a, a, a vendor we work with that we, we actually offer this for free to anybody who works with us in a consulting role – it's our MVP team, right? We're sports guys. We had to do an MVP, but it wow. stands for medical bill verification process. So it is all former billers and coders within the hospital system who saw, well, they basically grew a conscience, right? They saw firsthand how hospitals were taking advantage of patients and doing exactly what you just mentioned, right? Duplicates, overcharges, errors. I mean, we, Michael hit on 80% of medical bills have errors in it. So when we work with employer groups, their employees have access to this team. You snap a picture of the bill, you send it in. They say, hey, can you sign this HIPAA release so we can work with the hospital? And they handle it 100%. So that team in Q2 of 2021, we just got a quarterly report. They helped 32 employees get rid of $47,000 worth of overcharges from hospitals. Wow. So that, that is the end user experience that as soon as you engage us in any consulting role from the health plan perspective, like we're going to get really customized and creative and there's going to be some cool things that we're doing, but you're putting this in front of your employees and saying, Hey, we, we, tr- we value you as a team member of this company. Here's a resource for you to help because it's crazy. So basically send a picture, say, yep, talk to the provider. They handle it from there. That's no more, cool. no more questions. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, but, that's all I need to hear. So you're saying like that type of service, uh, a smaller business, 10 or less employees could, could potentially qualify for. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. We just uh, signed a consulting agreement with a non-life, non-employee law firm uh, two days ago, and they're gonna. That was one of the selling points for them. Is they're like we we're lawyers and we can't understand explanations of benefits and hospital bills, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, as soon as a group engages us in any capacity, they get that service. Got it. So, are you able to to broker with? you know, any carrier, so Blue Cross, Blue Shield, uh, what, I don't know what all the Erie, I, I don't know what they all are. Um, yeah, but you're able to understand the actual business, the team, the, the, you know, the individuals and, and place the right product and still include this concierge or is this concierge kind of service, uh, come along with only certain carriers, so to speak. No, we've got it in every one of our clients, and we represent Blue Cross United, Cigna, Aetna, gotcha. Humana, you name it. Um, so any that's where Southern Benefit Systems comes in. Is Really, the only difference is you're getting an account management team to handle your day-to-day services. So whether it's ID cards, claim issues, putting a new hire on your policy, right, all of that stuff that nobody really likes dealing with, we've got – we have a separate team that just handles that. Um, and so that's that's their role. Um, but the medical bill verification thing, that, that is something we offer, whether you're a consulting client or you switch over to us, to the Southern benefit broker side, you get it either way. Got it. And it's not carrier specific to your point. It's because all of them have mistakes and all of them have issues. And so we give it to everybody. You just got, you guys and your team just live and breathe this stuff, know how to speak the language and, and make it happen. Right. That's very cool. Uh, we try to, or we fake it till we make it. So. <laughs> I understand that too. Yeah. No, this is awesome, and I, I hey, love. Um, yeah, go ahead. I was just got real quick. We were talking about the the direct primary care. So just recently, we we work with a nonprofit. They work with kids that are you know they they got a bad background. They've got some issues going on. So it's a nonprofit school that's helping those kids. We put in that DPC for those teachers. Right. They're not doing that for their to make a ton of money. They're doing it because they got big hearts. So now these teachers basically have their own private doctors that they get to go to. And so you you mentioned kind of being able to attract good quality people. Well, you're basically giving them their own private health care. So just one little plug as far as what's possible. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah, that is cool. man. I, I love what you guys have done. I love bringing on people on this podcast or who are looking at problems and finding solutions and the best entrepreneurs that we've had on this podcast, that's exactly what they've done, whether it's a product, a service, it doesn't matter. It's really looking at what's wrong and how you can fix it. And both of you have been able to do that. And it's not like you were just born into healthcare or this is what you did your entire life. You experienced it. You saw the problem you came together, you created a solution, and now you're going out and not only helping businesses, but helping families. I think both of you should be very proud of what you've been able to do so far. I love the goals and aspirations that you have specifically with the climb. I can't wait to follow that. I hope business owners that are listening to this get in touch with you. And and if there's a better way to do it, you know, they listen. And I think that's the the neat thing about this is why not? You know, maybe maybe it'll help, maybe it doesn't. Who knows? But you, you got to try to find that out. And I just think what you guys are doing is awesome. And um, honestly, you should be very proud of yourselves. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So other than that, 
I think that's all I got. I, like I said before, I didn't have any other questions once you told me that you had the MVP program. I was like, damn, <laughs> I need the MVP program right now. Um, but it's, it's just, show. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It is. It, but you guys mentioned it. It's it's wild. I mean, we get at least like two or three uh, a week. I mean, it's just like my entire like inbox is like Atrium, Atrium, Atrium. And I love Atrium. Don't get me wrong. Atrium, you're amazing. Like you do amazing things. We have a lot. Of, Greg Olson was on our podcast and talked about Levine and said it's the greatest place you never want to go to. And I firmly believe that. But at the same time, there's a lot of business that needs to be decided and helped on. And people, it's not so much about just protecting or helping that person in that moment. You got to help them when they're done with it, right? Because those are the issues, like you mentioned, that take people into bankruptcy. And that is also a huge factor. So, you know, Michael and Josh, thank you guys so much for joining us. I always mention this, but like, share, comment, go connect with them on LinkedIn, go check out their website, go look at some of the case studies. If it's something that you think can help your business, definitely reach out to them. You can get in contact with me or Scott and we'll get you uh, in contact with them as well. Uh, But so appreciative of both of you guys for coming on the podcast. Until next time, you have been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.